Hello, hello. Good morning, team. Good morning, good morning. Hey, uh, out and about today. So, uh, trying to get uh, get my mojo on with uh, with the moving around and doing a bit of a live stream coming to you guys on the streets. Well, not necessarily on the streets. I'm inside, but uh, um, doing a bit of travel, catching up with team and folks uh, as the new found. Um, getting back to normal is uh, occurring. So uh, hopefully you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Um, bit of a shout out there to Alison and Heath. Good morning to you guys. A few people jumping on now. Hopefully, uh, let me know just quickly in the chat. Give us a bit of a thumbs up or a yes or whatever it is. See, am um, I coming through nice and live and clear? Just to make sure that uh, all the audio and stuff is working. But um, Whoever you are, wherever you are, good morning to you. Uh, hey, good morning, Rose. Good to see you. Uh, I don't have a coffee with me right now. What is going on? Wealth Coffee Chats without a coffee. Um, I was running a smidgen late. Uh, thanks, Alison. Running a smidgen late. Didn't get myself a coffee, but I'll grab one straight after this. So uh, welcome to a Wealth Coffee Chat without a coffee to chat over. But um, in reality, uh, in reality, I've had a couple of uh, coffees already, folks. So I've uh, got plenty of caffeine on board. Morning, Chris. Hey, Chris, how good's that new that new Mac, huh? The Mac Studio. I reckon I'll be getting one of those. <laughs> anyway, Chris, hopefully you're well, mate. Anyway, folks, um, good to see all of you guys just uh, warming up there, getting the intros done. Uh, if anyone, uh, If anyone is stumbling by, anyone new to the channel or the show, welcome. Jason Witten's my name been property investing uh, over 20 years and helping property investors over 18. And across Australia and New Zealand, we've helped over 6,000, I think it's over 7,000 people now. 6,000 is like a, a number from a long time ago. Um, but, um, you know, over six, 7,000 people uh, buy and own real estate across Australia and New Zealand. And uh, along the way, we've learnt one or two things. And each morning, uh, if, I can, uh, if I can coordinate it well enough, uh, I can jump online in the mornings, hang out with you guys for about 15 to 20 minutes and have a quick wealth coffee chat about what's going on in the world of uh, property, property investing, um, the wealth creation when it comes to the real estate market, the real estate game and, uh, you know, what we might need to do uh, and understand and appreciate and think about as property investors. So welcome to Wealth Coffee Chat. Give us a shout out in the chat if you're new. Let us know where you're dialing in from, where you're coming in from um, as we roll along. I might need to might need to use my glasses a bit this morning because I've got um, uh, I've got a smaller screen. It's a bit more difficult to see it. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, anyway, so great to see all of you guys on and a bit of a shout out there to Rodney. Good morning, Rodney. How are you, mate? Good to see you. All right, team. Well, hey, today I thought we'd talk about, um, you know, some of these things that I've been seeing around the traps uh, of late when, when there's a little bit of rhetoric about, hey, how are, we going to, um, how are we going to get back all of this money that uh, the government has borrowed or printed or whatever, trillions and trillions of dollars? Um, and uh, you guys know my, my uh, opinion on the number one risk to property investors uh, probably anywhere in the world, but in Australia, what's our number one risk, folks? Put it in the chat for me. So uh, I know, I know you guys have been uh, 
Uh, I know you guys have been uh, listening. What is the number one risk that we need to keep an eye on over and above, you know, not interest rates, not, you know, uh, marketplaces, not, you know, natural disasters or, or wars or anything? What's our number one risk um, that comes to us that we need to be able to manage and, uh, you know, navigate? And Chris is on it right there. It's politics, folks. It's politics and politicians. They're all maniacs. Um, and, um, yep. Uh, that's it, Leone. And as property investors, we can do all the things that we need to do. We can do all the right things. Uh, and at the moment, there's a little bit of noise uh, about about um, uh, getting access to uh, our our super fund dollars and cents. Okay, and um, you'll see you'll start to see this ramp up a little bit in the background. Uh, Andy Fenton and I. Um, Andy Fenton is a long time. Um, uh, host, co-host with me on our Wealth, Wine and Wisdoms on Friday afternoons. Um, and we talk about the idea that, you know, building wealth in different places, building wealth in your personal names, building wealth in company and trust structures if you are a business owner, and building wealth in a, um, a super fund is pretty important, okay? And um, let me sort of jump in, jump in here and I'll see if I can do this. So, you know... Um, you guys have heard me talk about this before, where there's you know three um, lanes. Uh, so there's a lane. There's an E in there, isn't there? Um, three lanes of uh, wealth that we build upon, or or places we can own assets, folks. Okay. The first one, uh, the first lane of wealth, is uh, you as an individual. Um, couple, team, individual, whatever it might be, in your personal, personal world. And why do we separate these? We'll talk about this in a minute. Maybe you guys can tell me in the chat, why do we talk about building wealth in three different lanes and three different ownership structures? What, why is that even on our radar as investors, what, why does it matter, folks? So tell me that while I'm, I'm explaining the other three. Give me a few things that, that is important for us to understand. Why would we buy it across three different ownership structures? Why not just buy it all in our own name or buy it all in a super or buy it all in a company and trust, okay? Diversification, Chris, oh, that's a good one. Chuck a few more in there for me, folks. What's a few other things? Why do we do this? The second lane, um, depending on depending on where you are, okay? And I'm gonna put it, um, I'm gonna put it for most folks probably listening in, is your super lane, okay? Um, super, that's the second lane. Um, and uh, the third lane uh, is company and trust structures. Um, mostly, mostly for business purposes, uh, but yeah, um, and business can be, a property business can be for, for business purposes. So we've got these three lanes of wealth, team, three lanes of wealth. Your personal wealth, for sure, um, great. Okay, diversification, tax minimization, um, risk reduction, absolutely. Markets move at different paces. Beautiful. Chris O, um, Ingrid, Ian, Allison, perfect, all right? Um, Mitchell. Leone, absolutely, all of those things, right? So 
let's just quickly do a quick overview on your personal situation, right? Um, over here, we get um, our PPR, capital gains, tax-free. So we don't pay any tax on, on that asset. Hey, that's kind of nice, right? So having an asset that we don't pay any tax on, folks, is pretty important. So a big tick in the box. Now, do you get a capital gains tax-free asset um, in a business? Well, you do, but um, by and large, um, uh, there's a little trick to that one. And do you get a capital gains tax-free asset in super? How many of these PPR assets do you get? Capital gains tax-free? Yes, Claire, absolutely. You want to minimise the risk for sure, all right? Um, you put each one of these lanes are sort of like um, if you do it properly, they protect uh, they protect themselves if you do it well. So you only get one capital gains tax-free asset in your own name, but did you know you can own um, up to uh, 1.7 mil of capital gains tax-free assets in your super? Over, and over here, as a business owner, right, and, and business, you can have up to um, $2 million worth of capital CGT. Capital, ga capital gains tax-free, all right? So tell me, folks, what is the limit in your personal name, in your personal name for, I'm just going to move this over just in case that is, uh, you're not being able to see. Um, tell me, what's the limit, folks? Is there a limit on what the, uh, on your PPR when it comes to your, uh, let me see here, I'm just, there we go. Hopefully you can see that now. Um, is there a limit on your value of your principal place of residence that you can have capital gains tax-free? Is there a limit? Is there a, like an, uh, there might be a limit because of your ability to borrow, but is there a limit? Is there a cap on that, folks? Chuck it in the chat for me. The answer's no, right? The answer's no. So there's no limit. So you could have a $100 million home capital gains tax-free. You guys, do you understand that, right? So like, and, and, you know, people go, oh, why, why does a rich person need a, a $100 million house? Well, do you know why? Because they're smart and they know if they buy a $100 million house and they live in it and it's treated as their prince place of residence and they sell it for $200 million, they just made um, $100 million capital gains tax-free. See, that's pretty good, right? All right, this is the smart stuff that all of us as investors need to appreciate and understand. <laughs> bit of beeping going on in the background there hey um just let me know if you can still hear me um one of my one of my earphones i think just just dropped out but hopefully uh it's still there so if you think about this right you think about for us as investors what's going on when we run these three lanes okay and i'm kind of going a bit of a long way around to making my point here with um what i want to talk about today is that uh, you know we need to manage this very effectively for risk, tax minimization, different volatility, uh, but you know take advantage of of um, the amount of tax uh, effective ownership as an investor in the future. Because um, uh, good question, Mitchell. Uh, I'll, I'll get onto that one in a minute. Mate. Um, Hopefully, you know, that's just a quick overview, folks, these three lanes um, of wealth that we can own real estates 
uh, or own any wealth. Uh, like what Mitchell's asking, you know, what sort of assets can you own? Um, we'll talk about that in a sec. Now, obviously, team, I'm not a financial planner. This is not financial planning advice. Um, and if you want some, you should get someone from someone with a, a financial planning license. But what I do is I teach people about real estate, real estate investing, uh, and ownership of real estate investing is pretty important to understand the structuring, right? So that's my little uh, that's my little disclaimer there, folks. If uh, if anyone's listening in, <laughs> um, so but listen. You know, here's something that's going on right now. I'm going to sort of focus in on uh, and uh, have a little look at. Um, there's been some calls because in Australia, our super fund um, uh, industry is it's just full of cash. It's one of the wealthiest per capita super fund industries in the world uh, or retirement, retirement funds in the world. We have trillions and trillions of dollars um, in our super system. Australia's got quite advanced um, contributions uh, and it's going up. It's going from 95 to 10% and beyond and there's an aim to get it to 12.5% for Australians. Um, so, you know, um, there's a little bit of talk about, hey, listen, we've already given people a $1.7 million capital gains tax-free cap on, um, on uh, and an income tax-free income tax uh number as well when it comes to uh, your super, uh, why do we need to give anyone any more? Now, if you combine a couple, 1.7 together, 3.4 million, uh, you, uh, get some, uh, you get some, uh, maybe 15 or 20 years compounding that goes up, um, you know, that could easily reach, you know, four or $5 million uh, into the future if you can get the amount of assets into your super in the right time. So that's where this sort of, hey, no one needs more than $5 million worth of assets in their super. The vast majority of Australians, you know, don't require any for their maintain their standard of living. Uh, and, you know, uh, that's an interesting conversation to put out there. All right. So Mitchell sort of said, hey, what's going on? What can I you know, buying my super. Um, Mitchell, there's, there's lots of stuff you can purchase in your super, properties, shares, et cetera, et cetera. Mate, reach out to your financial planner if you, if you want to ask about, you know, anything strange or weird, you know. Um, but, uh, mate, there's a, vast, there's a vast majority of things that you can own in there and a vast majority of different ways of doing it. Real estate, you can absolutely 100% own in super. Um, there's a number of different ways to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of, uh, owning real estate and super. So think about this, folks. All right, you know, the powers that be, the crazy pollies, they're saying, hey, 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 listen, we don't think you should have more money um, than five mil, all right? Um, and for me, tell me what you guys think about that right now. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, there is like a, a bit of an underlying tall poppy syndrome in Australia where it's like, yeah, no, if you, if you got that much money, you know, you can get stuffed, you know, you're a rich bastard, you're ripping someone off, you know, which I, which I in, in my world, I don't, I don't agree with that type of attitude. Listen, I think there's some, some, some smarter ways to manage our financial well-being in this country, you know, but um, at the end of the day, one of them is not um, disadvantaging or disincentivizing the um, – uh, every person in the Australian system to get uh, to self-fund themselves, to fund their own retirement 
uh, in, in, in the future. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, for me, for you, that ability is there no matter who you are, whether you're, you know, a billionaire or whether you are just starting out with your first job in Australia, which is awesome, where you've got the ability to do a few things and take care of ourselves in the future, unlike in many other countries, folks. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm always against um, uh, any of that, that rhetoric and conversation when, you know, um, if someone works hard, takes more risk, you're taking more risk in your life to borrow money and buy some real estate to, to make sure you can look after yourself and your family and maybe some others. Um, and then, um, you know, for me, I see that as a, uh, an add value to our society because you're not going to be a financial burden on the taxpayers of this country um, in retirement. And so you can self-fund and you add up to the day you die, you're, you're adding value, you're adding economic um, value to the country. I, I think that's part of being a good citizen. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're talking about, hey, what do we think about this? Um, and, you know, the self-managed super funds, um, here's a few things uh, that might answer your question, Mitchell, just quickly. Hey, good morning, Hardik. Good to see you, mate. You know, right now, the self-managed super funds, you know, have got many, many um, billions of dollars worth of um, uh, billions of dollars worth of uh, investments out in the marketplace. And if you have a look at, you know, these things, then, you know, property, uh, when you when you go across commercial and um, when you go across commercial and uh, residential, it's pretty good. It's not too bad. It's it's um, not as easy as you know shares and and uh, cash, but you can see a little bit of a change um, from you know shares and cash into these other assets um, over time. You can see quite an increase uh, in these ones, folks, in the last little bit which is, you know, what we do as property investors, which is uh, always good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, also never, you know, they, they tend to get a bit of a rap. Interestingly, though, you know, uh, at, in the end with this conversation is that, you know, uh, the people who get the most affected by large super balances uh, are who? Tell me, tell me who uh, would be completely 100% against um, the idea that large super balances you know, large pension, you know, outcomes and stuff uh, need to be curtailed and uh, restricted. And the same with like companies and trust structures and stuff like that, actually. So um, if you have a look at the people who um, are going to be affected by that, yeah, the pollies, exactly, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, the pollies, mate. So, you know, at the end of the day, it could be a little bit of grandstanding. It could be a little bit of, you know, um, rhetoric around the media, but, um, you know, these guys get lots and lots of benefits, tax benefits from trust uh, and company structures. And did you guys know that politicians can have two principal place of residences capital gains tax free? Yeah, you heard me right. They can have one in Canberra and they can have one where they live, right? It's ludicrous. Uh, and uh, so often, Unfortunately, in politics, it's just the way the beast is. You guys know this. They're going to look after themselves and then look after us. You know, sometimes there might be one or two people who try the other way around. But I think uh, the pollies all, uh, you know, um, always put themselves first. Everyone's got an agenda, folks. Uh, you do, I do, the pollies do. Just make sure you understand it 
when you're investing and make sure it's aligning or they are adding value or being positive to your agenda. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure I want to get into politics, Hardik. I think, I think I'd probably get uh, lost in there. It's a different piece, but uh, you never know. Maybe in 10 years' time, when I've had enough of my entrepreneurial and property investing in, in, adventures, maybe politics might be attractive. You know, there you go. You've got to know the rules to play the game. Dead right, Alison. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hardik. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe we, we start up a new. Uh, a new uh, party call it call the property investors party or something like that and uh, uh see if we can get a few votes hey eh? that might be that might be kind of nice all right folks uh well there you go uh, a little bit of a casual one today a little bit of a little bit of a cash chat about uh you know what's going on out there remember the three lanes of wealth um and uh and all of us building our wealth in those three lanes and making sure we um um, <laughs> yeah, there is some tax advantages there, Alison, that's for sure. Uh, and remember those three lanes for building our wealth, folks. All right, that's it. Um, I'm done and dusted. You guys be awesome and well. I'm going to go get myself a coffee now. Feeling very, uh, very, uh, very low key without a coffee, folks. I'm feeling a bit uh, out of sorts, so I need to get myself caffeinated. You guys be awesome. Be well. Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. I'll be at home, at the home office, the home studio, so... Um, that'll be good. Been traveling this week, trying to get uh, trying to get the hang of it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, all right, that's it. I'm just rabbiting on. Bye, guys. You guys have a good day. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.